Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to episode 87 of Double Hot Beat, where we take the pulse of the beer and brewing scene. I'm James, a home brewer and craft beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer intermediate. May the fourth be with you, James. <laughs> are you about to say, and also with you? <laughs> no, I was just going to pull a Han Solo quote and just be like, I know. Oh, okay. Just brush it off. This is the way. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which was awesome, by the way. If yeah. you haven't finished the season of Mandalorian, one of my favorites. And again, binge watching all the Star Wars, animated, non-animated, all about it. Yeah. Shannon, not so much, but at least Mandalorian, you're, you are. I mean, I watch all the ones that. that you watch. Just the animated ones are in the background when I'm around. True. But anyways, we wanted to start off by saying, may the fourth be with you all. It is Star Wars Day. So. Woohoo! Just wanted to make sure all the force is with all of you. I will definitely be building a lightsaber in this year, for sure. You will. That will be a self-fulfilling prophecy. That is for sure. <laughs> and will I be a Sith or will I be a Jedi? I don't know, but I'm sure you listeners would probably guess correctly on which one I would be. I'm guessing you'll be a Sith, but... <laughs> James does not confirm nor deny with his face. I will neither confirm nor deny. We'll find out when we get there. So, sure. well, we're going to kick off today's episode by talking about something that made James very excited when he received it and has used once or twice. Well, I, I do want to preface before we get into that, that there's been some really funny craft beer news out recently. Oh, okay. and Did one, I miss this craft beer news? And one involves a specific, well, there's... Multiple stories going on about big beer right now, but the one I'm not going to touch on. Uh, but the other big beer story is really funny that a lot of the champagne of beers, and if you know that company, <laughs> okay. um, were destroyed because in a certain country they they thought that this that slogan is not appropriate because it's kind of an insult to what makes champagne a champagne. And so like over 2000 cans were destroyed in this country of a certain beverage. And I just thought it was really funny. And I'm like, you know what? It's a waste of beer, but it's kind of epic. So <laughs> I, I would let that go as well. But I thought that was really funny. Because they were canceled? Because some, like they literally took the slogan and was like, People have been calling this the champagne of beers forever. And you know what? Like, no, this is not happening. Like, we're putting a stop to this and we're going to just destroy beer. Okay. I don't know. I just thought it was really funny. And it was just a, such a random. And in today's world with all the news and all the violence and all the, the bad news out there, like, I guess this is bad news, but. It's it, bad news for the beer people. For the Yeah, for those beer people, yes, for sure. But it was just <laughs> comical in that, like. You would never guess that it would come to this, like that pettiness of just whatever. I'm not surprised in today's world, so. Yeah. But anywho, thanks for sharing that piece of information, You're James. welcome. And and everyone's been anxiously waiting for us to come back. We took a little bit of a break. Um, anxiously waiting. That is not so much. But, you know, we were moving to Thursdays, and you know what? We started Thursdays off strong, you know, Thursday, Thursday. And just mm -hmm. had to take a couple off and, you know, April vacations and mm -hmm. death in my family. Rest in peace, grandma. Yes. 96 years old. 
And actually, you guys have actually heard her voice yeah, on this podcast. And I had totally forgot that we had the pleasure of having her on. And so I started doing some digging. And, you know, it was the summertime episode. I think it was episode 30. We had her on and share some hilarious stories that she had to share. So if you're curious <laughs> to hear um, in tribute to my grandmother, some epic beer stories, make sure you tune <laughs> in, re- re-listen to that as well, and give her a shout out and while raising a, a barley wine for your grandma. So yeah, RIP. RIP. But we're back now. But we're back now. We're back now. Yep. Everything's good. Mm-hmm. And so you're asking me about my, uh, my recent brew day. So I recently got the best gadget that's essential to any home brewery is how do you cool your wort down quickly to ensure that you can get your wort at pitching temperature for your yeast as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. Again, we've shown that you can still do it the traditional way of just ice baths if you're using your extract kits over the stove. Or if you're a home brewer like myself that's got a three-vessel system, you want to really maximize especially if you're doing 10 gallon or 15 gallon batches you want to be able to get that wart down as fast as possible so before i was using a plate chiller and my biggest issue as you've heard on my last episode was just the cleaning aspect of clogging consistent clogging and so spike brewing had come out with their counterflow wart chiller recently and so i had picked that up and i got the the TC version of that, just to make the connections easier. Don't have to have the threaded threaded parts on that. Keep it simple. And I was just blown away at how well this performed. Again, I wasn't measuring every how the speed and everything else. I wasn't. <laughs> Why did you just say it like that? Because if you're a Jedi, you know you were controlling. Oh, I didn't think that was your sure. Jedi voice. I thought that was your Bill Cosby voice. Oh God, no! I wouldn't do a Bill Cosby voice. <laughs> No, not going to happen. I don't think so. I can't okay. I can't do it. I, d- <laughs> okay. I can't do his voice. I can't do it. But you know, it was just so fast that I was just blown away. And as you saw in my post on Instagram, I did have, luckily when I water tested it first, I did a cleaning of it. So a lot of people have asked how you clean your counterflow chillers. So I just ran basically like I would when I clean my whole brewing system. I ran PBW through it. And then hot water, followed by hot water, and then gave it a couple good rinses of hot water. Uh, I did like 150 to 160 temperature, and then I went ahead and flushed it with some cold, clean water, and that was it. It was very quick, very simple, and the the cold water that I had used that did not have the chemicals in it, I was just, I saved to be reused for my cleaning in that brew day. So again, reusing the water, not wasting water. But if you do have a drain or something like that, you can easily just flush it there as well. Mm -hmm. And it was just super fast. Again, when I tested it, I didn't have my clamps on my tubing. I just thought magically for some stupid reason, (laughs) James, so stupid that, you know, there's not that much pressure. There's not much force going through that. So, you know, it's not going to come flying off. Well, they did, and yeah, yeah, it was literally like a geyser of water shooting every which direction in the home brewery. And again, I wasn't thinking to be like, oh, let's turn off the valve on the hose, which again, <laughs> if you're going to do it and you have your hose hooked up to that port, have a nice little valve on that hose so you don't have mm-hmm. to go all the way to wherever your hose, your 
spigot. Faucet. Yeah, your faucet. Yeah. So luckily I did, so I flicked that off, but there was a lot a of A little water too on the late floor. though. <laughs> it was a little too late. But you know, the home brewery floor was nice and clean after, so I will give you credit. I was upstairs when it happened and I could not hear you. Because you didn't scream that loudly. I did so. not scream. Because you know what? The, cons- the There wasn't much of a safety risk there. It was cold water at that point. I just know. came downstairs and all you just had like kind of that look on like I was hoping you wouldn't find out about this. Like you're like trying to like mop it up. And I just walked out and you're like, oh, hi. The only <laughs> sign was like there was just water droplets all over the kettles and stuff. Mm-hmm. That- and you can actually see that in the Instagram post of just the water marks on on the brewing equipment. But you mm-hmm. know what? Hey, you know, lesson learned. And at least it wasn't my precious beer. So that's true. But it was a great success. My one thing with their chillers, again, this is very petty. I do wish they did include the two screws to ma- actually mount it to whatever you're going to mount this wart chiller to. And that's been like one of the consistent things. So it's like, it wasn't expensive. I just found a couple screws from a local hardware store and just found the right fitting to hook up to my brew cube. But in the meantime, I used Shannon's uh, little dumbbell weights from your fitness area down there. And it worked just as well. Mm -hmm. After you assume that I just don't use them all at all. Well, I just needed it for the one, you know, the one day. You're like, oh, you're not using this, are you? Yeah, you're not using it. You already worked out this morning. You don't need it again. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, safe to say it'll be a great addition to your future brews. Yeah, and that, I brewed up the ha- a hazy IPA, second version, well, actually a totally new version using a new tri-hop trifecta. And tri-hop, oh. I, I just mean using three different hop varieties, mm-hmm. mostly all on the Whirlpool post-boil. I didn't add any in the boil. So I'm curious to see how that comes out, that it will be, it's actually carbonating right now. Mm-hmm. And it was super hazy. It's going to be like an 8.1%. So again, yeah. an imperial hazy New England IPA. So I'm excited for that one. Yeah. I think that's about it on my brew days. I haven't really had any other brew days. I've been trying to get the hop farm up and going yeah. in our backyard and have gotten a few kits to as hardware to try and hook up new wires because as you all know last last year mine snapped and Mm -hmm. that was just a terrible experience that i don't want to experience again but again this this kit had three wired it was like a stainless steel wire that came with it but it was intertwined single stainless steel wires intertwined to make one strong wire which i wasn't aware about when i got this particular kit and so when you cut it, all the different strands come apart. Mm-hmm. So there goes the ability to thread it through this piece that came with the kit to be able to do different patterns um, mm-hmm. for mostly hanging plants. But, you know, hops, they can go horizontally, they can go vertically. So I had to do a little MacGyvering it to mm-hmm. figure that out. So, so far, so good. I still have to complete it because it was pouring rain when I was doing <laughs> it. I was like, you know what? I don't need this. I'm not going to continue. So, yeah, and the the hops are doing well so far this year. Last year was the first year we had them and planted, so they didn't grow that well. We didn't get any production, but they're already like about to climb. So yeah, so last year they had good like the vines came up fast last year, mm-hmm. and they had the le- the flowers and everything and a couple buds, but nothing. We didn't actually get many hop cones on them, which 
I would expect with yeah, your first year. New. So this year, they've the binds have already been shooting up like crazy. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of rain, which is good, but also some of those dry days that mm-hmm. hops really need. And then we have just two of them that just haven't come back. So well, the one one of those didn't grow at all last year, anyways. So I wasn't surprised that that one hasn't come back. And last year we had so much sun and barely any rain. Like all summer, it was too hot. So I'm hopeful this year. Torched, yeah. yeah, I'm hopeful this year they do. They do something at least. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But so we're going to talk mostly this episode about Shannon's brew days. Oh. <laughs> You've had more brew days so far in the past couple months than I have. I just had two. Just, just, just two well, already. Well, the first one felt like just two, two already. Two yes. <laughs> the first one felt like so two. So what was your, what was that brew day that you had? So I was making a blonde and I was trying to use my Pico brew because I was trying to dust it off and get some use out of it since I was harassed by James on one of our previous episodes about never using it. So I decided it was time to dust it off and give it another try. But as I've mentioned in the past, the little frustrating thing is that they are not in business anymore. So there's no tech support. So you have to go off of manuals. You can't even get on their website anymore. Like the website's just totally gone. When I brewed the last time on the system, their website still existed. So I was able to go on and get like all the different manuals and kind of scroll through the Q and A's and people, the forums they had out there, but now the website's gone. So when I started, there's different instructions when you're manual brewing, which is you created your own recipe and are using, not using basically the Pico packs that they have. So for the manual, you have to like start a certain way. And I did that according to the instructions I found on a manual that was online, just on some random website. And I ran into an issue. Basically, there's like the step filter, which is where you put all the grains and the there's a little like holder thing for the hops if you were using their Pico brew or their Pico packs. And then there's the fermenter slash keg slash I mean, it's like a all all purpose like stainless steel container basically and so throughout the brew it's supposed to fill like the hose is attached to the machine and then into the fermenter I guess we'll call it for lack of a better word but it is supposed to cycle through the whole time and it kept telling me that there was the, the hoses weren't connected and I think the issue was that the water wasn't coming out of you like fill the metal container and then you put water on the top of the machine and the water wasn't coming out of the top of the machine so nothing, there wasn't enough water like filter through. So I kept thinking that there was no water in the machine. So I tried probably for like, I don't know, an hour to get it to work where I kept like moving the grain bag around thinking maybe the port in the bottom where it drains out was clogged or undoing the hoses and redoing the hoses. And I've, I tried a lot of different things and I tried to Google it and the last thing was like, call support. And I'm like, well, I can't call support. So we had to pivot. <laughs> um, uh, it just sounds like this automated machine isn't so automated anymore. Guess who bought it for me? Who? His hmm. name starts with a J and ends in Ames. Well, you know, when something's $20 on Facebook Marketplace, <laughs> brand new. Maybe there's a reason. And you were like screaming for an automated brewing system and that was what was there. So well, it's okay. I'll try. I'll, I'll probably figure it out in a future time, but Anyway, so I quickly had to pivot onto the stove, and that was a little bit of a challenge. I'd never done an all-green recipe on the stove before, so a couple of little hiccups. It was hard to keep the temperature. Well, like so this was, to, this was like a partial, 
partial all grain recipe, right? Or did you just have the bag with the grains? I just had the bag with the grains. Okay. Yeah. No, it was just the grains that I milled. It was our similar, our recipe that we had done for the brew off with Fenrir Brewing. So it was all in the bag. And so keeping the temp up was hard. I kept having to adjust the lid and then everything. It was a little bit more time consuming than I was thinking. And then at one point I was like, something's burning. And we were like, no, it's fine. And then when I went to go transfer into the fermenter, it was the green bag that was burning to the bottom of the pot. So I had to do some filtering to get all those extra grains out of the beer before I put it the into the fermenter. The turned to the dock side. Yeah, and I was fools. like, oh, whoops. Guess you need a new grain bag, James. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so that was a little bit of a challenge and just a different experience for me. But I think overall... It went okay. It wasn't what I was thinking it would be. And then we did bottle it up once it was ready. And then today, actually, we we tried it. So we used the carbonation tablets when we bottled them. And we did, I think we did three that had four tablets and two that had five. And then we had two larger bottles. And so we tried the one with five tablets in it today. And we think it was a little bit overcarbonated. It was a little too... It was overcarbonated, but not to the point where you had a bottle bomb. Yeah, it didn't explode, but just the flavor. I think the flavor was impacted by the carbonation and wasn't exactly what a blonde should be. Yeah, I think the recommendation said three to five tablets for this particular size. Looked like an as size of like an aspirin tablet. Yeah, and it's for a twelve ounce bottle. Use three to five. Yeah, so, so we, we kind of did an experiment. <laughs> yes, and again, a blonde isn't necessarily one that you need to have a ton of head on for the beer style, mm-hmm. but we wanted to really hone in how many tablets. For yeah, this just to find out for find the future. For yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then with the twenty-two ounce bottles, I think we just tried, we did nine. We did almost doubled the top. Yeah. So we haven't tried those ones yet. We'll see how it comes out. I think something to me, there was a little bit of almost a sour aspect to it when we were trying it. So I'm wondering if some bacteria got in there somewhere. I don't know. It was okay. <laughs> I think the uh, Zaka hops that we used was real, a really yeah, nice Yeah, you liked hop. that flavor. Like I got grapefruit totally up front just in the aroma. And I would actually probably increase the dry hop on it just because I Mm-hmm. I think that was it didn't really speak of a blonde to me. It kind of, like what you said it wasn't sour. It just had a little like twang. But I think it was the hops that were in there mm. that gave it that flavor. And I think just being overcarbonated, the aromatics yeah. on it were a little bit much for what the beer should be. Yeah. A totally different beer again from what we've oh, yeah, before. Totally it was different. not our regular blonde yeah. that we were brewed again and again consistently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, a nice experiment. The clarity I don't think was there either. But again, we d- you didn't put the World Flock tablets. You weren't trying to go. You weren't cold crashing. You didn't try and no, get I mean, clarity that a blonde you might Honestly, want. at that point, it ended up being like a six-hour day as opposed to like... That was a standard. Well, would have been like a, had a yeah. standard uh, brew day where you're just standing around and trying to figure things out. What takes you yeah. so long? I don't say that. I know what takes you so long. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, I was expecting like a two-hour experience with the pico brew and more hands-off and then it ended up being a little more involved and about six hours total so just like the phantom menace where you're just expecting those <laughs> pod racers yeah. just to like how long can you do a race about pod racers yeah. okay so yeah that's how that one went we called it pika pika blonde because it was supposed to be my pico brew but <laughs> it didn't said, really pan out I think, Shane, I think at one point you're like this should call it pika fail 
And I'm like, well, the company did go out of business. Yeah. Like, no pun intended, but. Mm-hmm. but. And then today, I finally took the, oh, well, I guess it's more of a baby step into the sour realm. And I brewed a extract kit from Northern Brewer for a Philly Wise sour. And cue the Michael Scott. No! Yeah. No! no. <laughs> Yeah, so I use basically the kit that comes from Northern Brewer. I want to take it easy the first time. I want to just kind of ease myself into it, get my feet wet, not go all out on the first go around. Although I do have plans to do a kind of more complex beer on your system. Yeah, and for this beer too, we actually had all the ingredients mm-hmm. except the yeast for this particular one. Yeah. So we followed. you were able to follow the Northern the Brewer recipe, recipe yeah. for the sour because you had said like you didn't want to yeah. come up with a recipe yourself. And I just right wanted away. to see like how it, how involved this one was. I've heard good things about the Philly sour yeast and wanted to try it out and just, you know, kind of do a little foray into the sour world. So this one I did on the stove. It was an extra kit, like I mentioned, and it had just, it was really simple. It was bring the water to a boil, add the Pilsner light DME and the Bavarian wheat DME bring it back to a boil for 20 minutes. It was a that short was it. boil. 20 minutes. Very short. After 10 minutes, add the hops. At the end, add the corn sugar. So it was quick in that aspect. I had a, a little bit of an incident where I turned away for two seconds and the wort boiled over everywhere. So I was, li- it-, it like literally was two seconds. It was not even an exaggeration. I turned around to like double check something on the recipe and all of a sudden I heard like, and I was like, ah, and I turned around and it was like, it was like the blob who ate everything coming out of a pot. And this was literally like, you're either on team, like I'm going to cover the kettle with the lid. I'm going to leave the lid slightly ajar, or I'm just not going to have the lid off on the kettle just for this very reason of the yeah. amount of overflow of when you have your wart in a kettle that boil, you don't want to boil over. So mm-hmm. I think this, cause you had the lid on fully. I right? put it, no, I didn't have it on. At first, like I turned around, I was like, oh, it's not, I kind of want to speed it up a little bit. So I was like, let me put the lid on for a minute. I put it on, turned around to look at the sheet and then heard the noise. So it was almost instantaneous boil over once I put the lid on. And then of course our, you know, the, the pot is a five gallon pot and the space between the top of the pot and our microwave is not large so I'm trying to take the lid off of the pot I'm like hitting the end of the microwave with it and I can't get it off all the way and it just keeps spilling everywhere so it was and James is like stir I'm like I'm trying to stir I'm like stir 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 I'm like I'm trying I have to get this lid out of here and it's everyone's like banging like, well, everywhere it's dripping you pour a sucker go up and help her and I'm like no this brew day is all on her she wants to do it totally solo I'm like you need help no no yeah. I got this <laughs> So I'm like, all right, I'm here to support. Stir, stir, yeah. stir. And our daughter was like, stir. So that was my that was my only real hiccup for this one. I cooled it down in the sink with the ice bath. So I did take a w- little bit longer than my previous one because this was a five gallon or, well, in the pot, there was only two and a half. But so I cooled it down in the sink. And then you add two gallons of cold water to the fermenter, then add the wort, then add another half gallon to make a total of five. And then pitch the yeast. And it was a Philly sour yeast. So I'm excited to see how that comes out. My original gravity was 1.039. And the recipe said it should be around 1.036. So it was a little bit off there. But we're looking for a final target. I think we said of 1.099. 
So we'll see how that goes. To try and get it to the 3.9%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty light in terms of ABV beer. And I tried it. It was definitely, I, I mean, I thought it tasted good. It was a lighter. I thought, I said, I thought it tasted good. <laughs> I thought it tasted no. good. No, I mean, when I said to James, oh I said it God. was a little bit fruity. And it didn't have a heavy mouthfeel. Like, it was a very light. He's like, oh, yeah, it's going to be light. It's, uh, you know, the ABV is not that high. I'm like, yeah, but it wasn't. Like, sometimes the IPAs that I taste for you are just heavy. Heavy. Like, I taste it. It's just so heavy in my mouth. But this. It's also the, perceived, the bitterness isn't going to be there because yeah. you don't have the hops that you did you would in an IPA mm-hmm. as well. Yep. So definitely and a lighter style as well. Exactly. And according to the recipe, you know, the appearance should be light straw color, which I'd say I mean, absolutely. Yeah. With the way to the gravity was definitely light and it should have a malt sweetness with bread flaky cracker, which is one of my favorite flavors. Crackers. crackers. You, like, you like a flavor <laughs> of cracker? I do like a good cracker, like good saltine. <laughs> oh, God. You know, with uh, butter on it? The thing, the only kind of cracker that I just have when I'm like puking and I'm sick. No, is saltines, like, I saltines. With, with peanut butter and jelly or saltines with butter Ooh. on it? No, thanks. What? <laughs> oh, my God. So good. It's like, who are you? If I can't think of what to have for lunch, I just have saltines with <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> I don't know. That's how I was raised. Soft now, also get you some Ritz cracker with some cheese and pickles on it if you want. That's good. <laughs> James is like disgusted over here. Anyways, so in the end, it should have a medium to high sour tartness, and the it'll be a light body with low creaminess and a lingering tingling palate sensation. I love the tingling. You I feel have like tingling? I should do some mindfulness while having a lingering tingling. Some Jedi mind tricks on that tingling palate sensation. Tingling sour. Yeah, so we're going to ferment. It's going to be in there for about two weeks. And then you can do a secondary fermentation if you want. And then there's also the option of bottle condition. So we'll see where it goes from here. But I'm excited to see what happens. And one of our neighbors has already expressed that they also like sour beer. So if James does not enjoy this one, I will be going house to house with my cart. I'll put our daughter and her new ice cream. <laughs> the ice cozy cream truck will be the beer in the back. We'll just put beer in the back instead. Yeah, no, we won't. Um, so if this one goes well, I plan to do a raspberry sour, a recipe that I found online from another home brewer. Um, it involves organic Oregon raspberry puree. So I'm hoping that this one goes well, and then I'm going to try that a little more advanced. And it's it's not too crazy. It's still using the Philly sour yeast, which is what I wanted to stick with because from what I've heard, it's the easiest without having to play around with all of the complexities that can come along with a sour. So yeah, we don't want any sour. James is very nervous about contamination. Our so. for any other style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to try but that. If it does. It'll be a Shannon sour fermenter from here on mm-hmm. out. Yeah. And that one's an all grain. So I'll be doing that on James's system. The big system. The big system. And yeah, this should be a good summer. The true test is, are you going to bottle or are you going to keg the sour? The one I just did? Yeah. I think I'm going to keg it. I would say so too, right? Yeah. It's a five gallon. I'm just going to keg it and then gives people an excuse to come over and hang out with us. (laughs) Okay. James is like, I don't want people to come hang out with us. I mean, you get a kegerator to yourself, so throw that on there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I'm going to keg it. I think that's easiest. Just, I mean, I I don't mind bottling when it's a smaller batch, but I just, and then I, I got to store all those bottles somewhere. Yeah, we're running out of bottles. We don't space have a lot of space for, sure. for bottles okay. to keep it, yeah, cool and 
not in the direct sun. So yeah, I think I'm going to keg it up. Keg it up. Keg it up. Yep. But that's all I've been doing <laughs> amongst life. Amongst <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah. Anything from you, James? Brewing, cooking, and baking. Because you did a lot of baking too. You made your sugar cookies. I did make cookies. Yes. Yes. You got to do like a sugar cookie beer. Hmm. You could do Maybe. that. I think you could. Like just put sugar cookies right into the toast. Know. Toast some sugar cookies. Toasted sugar cookie. I don't know. PB and J saltine no. cracker. <laughs> oh. PB. <laughs> Whatever that you said with pickles that sounded disgusting. Ritz crackers, cheddar cheese, yellow cheddar, and a slice pickle. Yeah, not, that sounds disgusting. You like had, a, I was like, okay, I can get it on board. Until you What's said the, like the, the circle pickle. pickle? Not a. <laughs> I don't know. Called? Not a stick pickle. Not a like spear. Yeah, what's when you? Uh, I don't know. A, a, like a medallion of a pickle. medallion of a pickle. <laughs> medallion of a pickle beer. Yeah. Shannon's gonna yeah. make with saltine crackers or mm-hmm. and PB and J. Yes. <laughs> well, you'll you'll be in business for years with that recipe. Mm, sounds so good. Mm, mm. Yeah, can't wait. Stick a okay. pickle in the bottle, and you can just. Oh no, that sounds. Is that Corona just, with lime? It'll that's just like that. Your beer with a pickle in it. There's some beer. I forget what. I mean, there's some drink. I forget where it stated him, but there's like a toe in the liquor, and it's like you have a to, toe. Yeah, like a like a human toe. Yes, like a preserved human toe is in the in the alcohol. How, no, there's no way. Yes, I am telling you, it's a real thing. From where? What? I forget what state it's in. It's like some crazy. Is this like an actual thing or is this like a criminal? No. This sounds like, like criminal activity. This no. Is the, see, a... this is the sick stuff that you get when you listen to criminal podcasts and that kind of stuff. It's sick. Yeah. This it's Well, this one I'm finding now is from Dawson City, Yukon. And there is there's it a shot April of whiskey Fools? with a toe in it. It's got to be. There's it's no a way. mummified human toe, James. There's no way. There's no way that's legal. There's no way. Well, I'm telling you that it's true. All right. Why didn't you lead with that? Because like, what? That's way more interesting of a news story than... Yeah, it's called the Sour Toe Cocktail. No. Yeah, I'm telling you. The Sour Toe Cocktail is per- a practically a rite of passage for visitors at Dawson City, Yukon. It's a simple drink, a shot of whiskey with an unusual accompaniment, a mummified human toe. It started during the prohibition with a nasty case of frostbite. Oh, <laughs> Oh my god! This yeah. is sick. Okay, well, All I right. hope other people out there have All heard right. about Th- this. That's, and not making, just me. that's making the saltine cracker. Yeah, you're gonna wish you had saltine cracker thing. This is just your ploy. You're you, that's like how you're gonna advertise. It's not your gonna beer. sell. It doesn't taste like a human toe. It doesn't taste like the human <laughs> toe thing you can get somewhere else. There's yeah, no that's what way. they do in Canada. How would the health. There's no way. How would the health board? It's Canadian. Yukon is in Canada. So, Canadian. They have different Canada laws up there. Health, Your brother just moved agency. there and he can't even bring, ba- bring back one bottle of wine. I mean, that's totally different than having a human toe <laughs> in a beverage. Man, they're just too nice to say no. No. Yeah. Health, well, Ca- health Canada is legit. I'm sh- sure they would shut that down in a heartbeat. Well, you can go online and look at the pictures if you want. Ooh, I'm, I'm curious now. Okay. I hope this was an April Fool's. It looks like, Bill- it looks like Mr. Deed's toe in a glass. <laughs> And people are just lining up to have that whiskey with toe, uh, yeah, toe a, jam, yeah. toe jam whiskey. It's sour toe jams. But if you want to hear more about, you're gonna end on that with a beer <laughs> that or a that's whiskey. My, that that's has my a obscure alcoholic beverage of the that's week. That's sick. That's sick, Shannon. That is sick indeed. Yep. Maybe you're a Sith. That's disgusting. Maybe in in uh, disguise. But what are you? Okay, well, Palpatine. 
Well, thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Double Hot Beat. <laughs> if you want to hear more about toe and vodka or whiskey, you just send us a message on our Instagram at Double Hot Beat Podcast. Yeah, especially if you try, if you've actually, yeah, had if you've the, ever tried if it, if you've tried this please tell and us. it's real, please t- tell it's me. It's definitely real, but I want to know if you've tried it. And, and what? And for the love of God, did made made you try that beverage? And did you have to sign a waiver? That's what I want to know. Yeah, did you have to sign your waiver for your own toe? It's not okay. Just let us know if you've tried it. And ne- in next episode, I'll be covering some top drinks for Epcot as well. If you're planning a Disney vacation, sounds great. Sounds better than what we we're just talking about. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. That's how we reach new listeners. And thank you all for listening. This, this has been, been Double, Double Hot Beat. Beat. Catch, Catch you on, on the, the toe side. <laughs>